2: Chris Devin is back, who we talked to, and uh, his doctor, Dr. Paul Richardson, clinical program leader, director of clinical research uh, at the Jerome Lipper Multiple Myeloma Center. Boy, Doc, I hope I got that right. That is a mouthful.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much. Paul's just fine. Paul is just fine. There we go. All right, Paul.
2: Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you were involved with Chris's treatment.
1: Well, it was a privilege. I connected with Chris when he was diagnosed, and um, we set about putting together a treatment plan. And Chris, um, as a very young, healthy, otherwise healthy man, was really hit hard by what obviously the implications are of a diagnosis of multiple myeloma. And we were able to offer him a, a clinical uh, research protocol, but combining the best drugs that we have in this upfront setting of a newly diagnosed patient. And Chris was amazing, and he had wonderful support from his family, his lovely wife, Erica, and the whole community around him rallied. Um, And at Dana-Farber, it was our privilege to care for Chris and get him through that very challenging time when you're newly diagnosed. And Chris is an avid athlete. He had a lot of bone disease. That was a challenge. Um, And so managing that, controlling pain, getting his disease quickly under control, combining Actually, we put together a very novel regimen, um, which is uh, one of some of our best drugs, a brand new antibody, um, and he's done extremely well. Uh, We've collected stem cells, but the really exciting news is because he's done so well, usually in the old days, we would always give high-dose chemotherapy and a bone marrow transplant to someone in Chris's situation. With the success of our new drugs, we're able to keep that in reserve. So you see Chris's quality of life and just how well he looks. I mean, the joke in my, amongst my team is, you know, frankly, he and Erica look like kind of supermodels together. And, it's, uh, <laughs> and, it's a, and, and the fact of the matter is that they both look so well, yeah. and they just look, you know, Chris looks fantastic. And that reflects the kind of impact of these new treatments because he's able to have a quality of life, be a father, be a family man, be a fabulous husband, and do so despite having to go through intensive therapy, which is I'm very pleased to report, has achieved a complete remission. uh, And that's exactly where we need him to be going forward. He's now on maintenance, which allows us to bring the treatment intensity down and he can enjoy a full life going forward. And we can look to many years of disease control.
0: Chris, how important is it to have doctors and nurses there that you can completely trust and form that relationship with? It's it's everything, right? And uh, you know, I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. You right. know, C student from St. A's, I just <laughs> keep it simple, right? And from the second I walked in the door, I knew I was at one of the best facilities in the world, right? And I, 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 have, I have the best doctor in the world in my eyes, uh, Dr. Paul Richardson, and his team is just absolutely phenomenal. Being a hockey guy, I feel like I got teamed up with Wayne Gretzky. You know, like I got the great one. Let's go win the game. And, and uh, it, it, it's been an amazing experience. And to his point, you know, looking back and I started to do the research of what this disease, you know, was. And, you know, 10 years ago, guys, this is a different story. Like, there, right. it, it wasn't – there wasn't as much hope, right? And that's why this stuff is so important is is they're pushing the needle. And, and it, I'm watching it happen in and, and, and treatment and um, – and research is coming so far that we got to keep going. And stuff like this is just a main driver for that.
2: Well, Dr. Paul, let's start right there with what Chris said, because there's the. The old, you know, where you were, where you are, and where you're headed. When it comes to treatment, he mentioned 10 years ago, it wasn't good. Where are we now, and where are we headed?
1: Well, a wonderful question, and the point is that the field is moving so quickly. Right now, we have about 15 new drugs approved, whereas literally 15 years ago, 20 years ago, there was zero. So we've moved very, very fast, and it's lovely of, of Chris to say such a nice thing, but I want to emphasize that I'm part of the, what I consider the Bruins. In other words, we've got a wonderful hockey team, and what's really exciting is we've got a deep bench as well. Am I mixing metaphors there? But, no, you know, that's, you're yeah, good. Perfect. You know, <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's the point is we've got a really deep bench. And the difference is that You know we've got a phenomenal laboratory team we've got a phenomenal clinical team and i especially want to acknowledge my clinical research team and in particular our research nurses because they make a huge difference in the quality of care that chris has had and our nurses on our floor and especially during the pandemic i think as we think about how exciting things are and what the future holds what i'm incredibly struck by is despite the challenges of the pandemic we will work on yorkie 7 together the unbelievable quality of care that we've been able to maintain despite the challenges of the pandemic. So I just want to especially acknowledge in particular, my nursing team and all of our team, because that's what's contributed to uh, Chris's success. And I'm,
0: again, we're asking people to donate today and you can tell firsthand the advancements and where this money is going and how important it has been, right? Like you see it every single day, where if you flash back maybe 10 years ago, as we were yep. saying, but it's because of people that are picking up the phone or texting in and giving yep. this money that all of this is really possible.
1: Well, that's exactly right, because actually, these resources, and this is why actually I emphasize the research nursing team, because, and the research team in the clinical sense, because actually, many of those people are funded from our research budgets, from what we, can, but what we can put together as resources for research. So people may not appreciate that, but it actually is one of the critical steps in successful new drug development is the translation from the bench, as it were, to the bedside, and that's a critical step. So I, I completely agree. I think the greatest honor at Dana-Farber is we have such a wonderful community supporting our research, and I think it's a true privilege to be part of that, and a key partner in that is Chris, is this man. You know,
2: Dr. Paul, in a weird way, will the pandemic actually help make medical care better in the long run because you've had to be inventive in different ways? Now technology is embraced. You know, not that the nurses weren't caring, but caring in a different way, tapping into another part of their personality. Might your field in five years look back on the pandemic and say, this actually changed a lot for the good.
1: Well, the silver lining, yeah, I agree with you. I think we must underestimate actually how challenging the pandemic has been. And in myeloma, which is my my disease, my community, um, unfortunately, the coronavirus is very dangerous. So I, I think that, yes, there is a silver lining. And probably the most important one is in telemedicine, our ability to do remote care for patients because that keeps everyone safe. That's not a trivial point, actually, because there's a lot of bureaucracy around that, and we're hoping to try and preserve that as an asset for our patients. But having said that, I think that you're absolutely right. There are research opportunities from every adversity. Um, but I, I would tell you we're doing our own research into COVID-19 uh, and trying to learn how best to control it so it's not a threat to our patients. So not just simply in the area of vaccinations, but also, which are obviously fundamental, but that also what's really important for our patients is therapeutics. Because obviously we have to be able to fight those, those infections with good treatments when they occur. And that's also an area of research we've gone after very aggressively in our own group. Uh, and, and research support for that has been phenomenal.
2: Well, uh, I know that we got a text about 45 minutes ago saying that compared to 2019, we were very much outpacing in terms of donations where we were two years ago because, you know, last year was very truncated. So we are off to a great start here at Fenway Park. Chris, good to see you again. Dr. Paul, a lot easier. Dr. Paul Richardson, (laughs) thank you for coming by. We appreciate you guys. Thank Thank you for the Thank you
1: so much. It's wonderful. Thanks
2: so much. Thanks, guys.